Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com sponsor. Thank you for tuning in to episode 33 of the Faith Mamas podcast. Today, we will be talking about practical tips of prayer. Here's a glimpse of our conversation. You know, you've dealt with X, Y, and Z, and it's been hard, and you tried to do it on your own, and it didn't work, but then the minute you let God come in, everything fell into place. Thank you for tuning in today. We are so excited to have this conversation with you, so let's jump right in. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. We're so excited that you tuned in, and we are continuing our conversation on prayer this month, and we're so excited to dig in deep for our new conversation today regarding prayer. But before we dig in deep, I want to kick it over to my sister, Janice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Mom Life Roll Call. Oh, yes. The Mom Life Roll Call is really one of our, I can't, I can't say it's the best part of the show. It's an exciting part of the show because we get to kick our podcast off by putting our kids on blast or just <laughs> putting ourselves on blast or just sharing our war stories as moms and pleasant stories. They're not all war. They're mostly war, but not all. Um, and that way, you moms out there, you don't have to feel like you're alone. It's not just you. And I'm going to tell you something. This one is a special one, and let me tell you why. Because I was praying because I couldn't find the post. Because I get these from the virtual village. So, hey, ladies, please, moms, post your Mom Life Moments on Mom Life Mondays in the virtual village, you could very well be famous and uh, we could give you a shout out and blast you on our podcast. Couldn't find one. And Ryan literally sent me one over and I'm trying not to laugh. So bear with me because I'm just reading it and it's pretty funny. This is from a beautiful mama named Sierra. And she says, my glamorous life continues. I was teaching the girls a thing or two on the trampoline. All fun and games until things got real. And she has in quotes. Mommy, did you just pee in your pants? In quotes. Mommy said, yes, yes, I did, and it's all your fault. <laughs> Sierra, girl, high five to you. Kudos to you. One, you kept it real. Okay, it happened. It's cool. It's all good. It's mom life. Kids call everything out. They only see everything. They see everything. Yes. Shout out to Sierra for keeping it real because oh, yeah. after labor and having kids, that just ain't right. I mean, you laugh wrong if you pee on yourself. You do so, your like, It's just like it has a mind of its own. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and she, she's yeah. a mom of three girls. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, shout out to you, Sierra. Shout out to you. 
Well, today, guys, is a very special day. So we have the opportunity to have some Faith Mamas from the Virtual Village join us, and I am so excited because we're going to be digging into some practical tips like what's working, what's not, what's going on for real. And these ladies, I was so hyped when they said they would join us, um, and those two ladies are Andrea and Ladina. Hello, ladies. How are you doing today? Hello. Hello, hello. All right. So Andrea is from Georgia. Is that right, Andrea? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she bakes, and I really want to get to Georgia to get some cookies. I'm super happy about these cookies. Um, so I'm excited because Andrea's from Georgia, and then we have Ladina, who's in uh, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Whew, awesome. Awesome. And I just wanted to shout that out because I think it's really cool that, you know, we're able to get on the phone like uh, Janice is in Virginia, um, a different part of Virginia, as is Ryan and myself is in, in Maryland. We're able to jump on the line um, throughout the East Coast. And, of course, there's mamas on the West Coast in different places and in Canada and Kenya, and we're able to jump on the line and really just dig in from our perspective. So I'm really, really excited that you guys joined us today. And so I'm going to just get us started. And I want to remind you all that are listening that we're just real moms. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't pre-plan this conversation. This conversation is just going to flow. It's going to be real life, real moms talking about prayer uh, from a real-life perspective. So if you're feeling like, oh, I've been listening to prayer and I'm still having a hard time or stuff is still going on, we get it. We completely understand. And prayerfully, we'll hit on some topics today that will really, really help you. Um, today we're going to be talking a lot about Jesus, um, which kind of sets the bar kind of high. Um, but we're going to be talking about Jesus and his prayer life and what went on in his prayer life. And there was a few things that we saw in his prayer life, three things specifically we'll be touching on today, which is intentionality, consistency, and authenticity. And we'll be talking about how do we incorporate that for real, practically, into our lives um, as followers of Christ. And before we get started, we're going to go ahead and read a little bit about Jesus' prayer life. Um, we're going to turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 44. And I'll go ahead and read that, and then we'll just dig into the conversation. So it says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the, and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. 
When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. And we're going to stop right there. And one of the reasons we're looking into this scripture is because, number one, we see evidence that Jesus prayed daily, all the time. He had a lifestyle of prayer. But this is one of the, the only instances in which we can really see what he was saying while he was praying. And so I want us to really dig into, number one, what in the world is this scripture saying to you? What are some of the things that are popping out to you guys as we're reading this? What do you guys think? So for me, I think that the first thing that really jumps out to me is that, one, Jesus is intentional in his prayer. The second thing that really stands out to me is he, you see here in this section of scripture that he consistently, Jesus consistently says, um, not my will, but your will. And so when he, I think that ties directly to Jesus's intentionality is that he, when he commits to his prayer, he's committing to not what he wants for himself, but what, what God desires for him. One thing that sticks out to me is uh, I think when, as, when we pray, we want immediate results. And I think with this, this is just proof showing that it's not up to us when prayers are answered. Mm. You know, he prays three different times. You know, he's mm. repeatedly having to say the same thing over and over again, which kind of emulates what we do in our own prayer lives. Mm. We want immediate results. And not even Jesus got immediate results. So how can we expect immediate results when even Jesus had to wait? Yeah, that, that really, um, Ladina, that really stuck out to me when you said that, because I've actually never thought of it that way, that he went back and he prayed this, it says the same thing, he prayed the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, and even in the group, a lot of people talk about, you know, I don't want to, I feel bad praying because I feel like I'm praying the same thing over and over again. And it Mm -hmm. kind of shuts people down. And I kept seeing that as a, a normal thing. People are like, I feel like I'm always asking God for the same thing. And in this scripture, it just shows that Jesus was like, he was, uh, he was bold and he was unafraid because he understood who the Father was to go to God with the same thing, like, mm. that was on his heart. And so that's really big, and I feel like that's really freeing for a lot of people. It's like even Jesus went to God with the same thing, and it's okay. Like, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. I mean, this was right before he died on a cross, like, and he goes to God with the same thing. It doesn't mean that you know, you're less of a Christian or, you know, you didn't believe the first time you prayed or whatever, you know, um, that we're, you know, preaching nowadays. I don't know. But, like, sometimes people feel like they can't go to God, you know, with the same thing. Now, I do notice that his prayer changed a bit, like, the second Mm -hmm. time that he did it. But still, he went there with the same thing on his heart. And it was like, that's that's okay. Like that authenticity and that and where you really are is okay for God. And even if we say it like a thousand times, like it just is proof that God is like, I want you to come to me with everything that's really in your heart. And when mm-hmm. you said that, I was like, man, I never even thought about that. He did go to God like multiple times with the same exact thing. Like, wow. Yeah, I was listening to you all talk and y'all go with my imagination for just a, a second and humor me. If you will, for a second, I was Imagine, like, Jesus having this conversation, and maybe it's because I've been kind of watching football all day because my dad's here, but I kind of imagine it kind of like I had a football thing. I don't know why. Um, but it's kind of just like, you know, a coach, 
you know, told you to run a certain play. You're like, you really want me to run that play? Like, Coach, if I run that play, it's risky. And if they don't cover, if the line doesn't cover for me, this other team mm-hmm. is going to rock my dome, you know. Mm-hmm. I know enough about football to be dangerous. And so I can kind of see Jesus, like, going back to God, like, okay, so, you know, this is about to happen. Because, you know, one thing we know Jesus was in the flesh, he also was aware, right? He was aware. And and mm-hmm. so, of course, this is why he's going to God having this conversation. I kind of imagine God being a coach. So it's just kind of helping me to understand it. But I, I understand God not saying, yes, go do it because you better. But it's more of an encouragement. You know, I, I know God had to encourage him to say, yes, I understand. This is the way we have to go about this thing. And guess what? You don't have to worry because you're going to win. And in, <laughs> in three days, you will have all power in your hand. I have your back. I'm covering you. You will be victorious. But this is the only play we had, we can run to, to mm-hmm. win. This is our winning play. There's no, this is the Hail Mary. There's nothing else that we can Feel do. And so, yes, this is what you have to do. Does that make sense? Like, that, I'm looking yeah. at you guys. I'm like, I bet he had to talk too much, you know? So, yeah. Hail Mary is what won the Eagles the Super Bowl. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we ah, go. I'm a little dangerous. Yeah. Don't mess with us. Space Mamas no football. They got to back up. Come on, now. <laughs> oh, great. That's good, though. No, that's a really, that's a good example of it, though. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're, you know, we're literally putting everything in God's hands every single day. Like, I trust you. Show me the last play I have to do. Show me the running play I have to do to make it. Even if it's just through today, show me what I have to do. And it's so funny, I think, that this really shows us that if we begin to go to God in prayer to build a relationship versus to, you know, to get our needs met, it transforms mm-hmm. the relationship. So here, Jesus, he, you can see throughout Scripture that he had developed a relationship with God well, obviously, <laughs> Jesus. But he, he constantly, you know, went. He constantly went to the Father. Constantly was praying. Constantly was showing his disciples like a lifestyle of prayer. And here, he wasn't looking for God to say, "Yes, I'm going to fix all your problems. Yes, I'm going to solve everything. Yes, I'm going to take away every ounce of pain." He wanted him to like. Huh? No, I I can't imagine, and I'm glad I don't have to imagine you know, what proceeds, what, what thoughts come, kind of come over you when you know that you're about to suffer one of the most gruesome deaths that anybody could, could go through. And he wanted God to answer. He wanted God to do it his way. He wanted God to take away this cup. But he had such a relationship with him that he understood, yeah. I can come to you and I can, I can want you to do this, but if you say no, it's mm-hmm. okay. Like, we're still cool, we're still in this relationship, and it's fine. And it's like, it's a completely different, and then it's like going to God, like, okay, not my will, but your will be done. It's kind of like God is also in that moment giving him some encouragement also, Mm -hmm. and he's seeking him for that. And so it's just like, kind of like what Ladina said, there are times in our life where we're going to go through things, right? It's going to happen. We're going to pray and Things aren't going to go the way we wanted them to. Um, and, and learning how to trust God in our prayer life in spite of all of that happening as well. It's just a beautiful thing that we learn from Jesus. And I know that there is another question that I had that I had written down, and I really want you guys' input on this, is throughout Jesus' life, how do we see him being consistent with his prayer life and how can we implement 
consistency in our prayer life? What's working for you guys? What have you guys tried, um, and what have you seen through the life of Jesus that that kind of points to consistency in prayer? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus prayed daily. You see that all through Scripture. Um, And, I mean, probably I want to say at least most of the time he was with his disciples and he went by himself. And I think that's a very, very important part. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to pray with kids around, but it don't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to do it by yourself. Um, I mean, there are times where I have to pray. What, it doesn't matter what I'm doing because I'm, you know, about to punt my child across the living room. But, um, you know, I, I have to make time because I can tell in the way that I act when I haven't prayed in a long time or when it's been a few days where I haven't put time aside for God. Um, so I get up early in the morning before my kids get up and I stay up late. Um, and that's when I make my time, whether it's doing Bible plans on the Bible app, which is usually in the morning. And then I, you know, get on my knees in the evening because usually by the evening time, that's when we need Jesus. (laughs) It's been a long day between work and, and kids and divorces and whatever the case may be. Um, but starting your day and ending your day in the word is so much settling, so much more settling than not doing it. You know, I think for me, um, when I read at least this chunk of scripture, it says he prayed, he prayed, but it never says he spoke or he said, but in my mind, he's talking out loud. Um, Mm -hmm. and for me, I have to pray out loud for it to for my mind to stay focused, because um, if I try to do it in my head, um, it just it never really ends up well. So I make sure I have time where I'm by myself. Um, usually I wait until I get my husband and my daughter out the door to school, and um, I'm by myself in the house, and I can just talk. And I just talk to him. I talk to him like... Um, like I'm talking to you guys right now and I just pray and I always start out by thanking um, him for, you know, the various things that I have on my heart and then I talk about, um, you know, just what's been going on and it's it's like having a talk with my dad or, you know, with a close friend and I find that that's more authentic for me um, in terms of, what I want to say versus like a a scripted prayer or something like that. So I've been cheating lately uh, with my prayer life. (laughs) Can I just be very honest with you guys? Um, I have not been successful with the getting up early in the morning. Um, And prayerfully, this scripture addresses that directly where it says the flesh is weak and not willing. Okay, because I'm sleepy. And then at night, I pass out. Like, when I'm done, it's insane. It's just me in London, and I pass out. But I heard something. Um, I was listening to uh, um, a message earlier in the week, and it was uh, Priscilla Shire was talking to Dr. Caroline Lisa, and they were talking about prayer and talking about prayer in motherhood and talking about the fact that the word calls us to pray at all times. And she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes that could be crazy at certain points in your life, like when your kids are at certain stages. And so what she started doing, she said, was that she would kind of put reminders like in her phone or she would put like um, scripture up in key places like I'm making this up like by the bottle warmer or whatever just to kind of make your mind kind of zero in when you might be zoning out and know that you kind of have to snap into it and like notice you can talk to God anytime. 
And so what I started doing last week was I put reminders in my phone. I have four sets of it. And the only thing it does when it goes off is it says, talk to God. And I put it at the key times during my day when I know nine times out of ten, and I don't know if that was Ladino or Andrew who said it, that at the end of the day, it's kind of when you need them because you're kind of burnt out and you probably got to go off on everybody. That's where mm-hmm. one of my reminders is. I have one around mm-hmm. lunch because sometimes at work, by the time I mm-hmm. get midday, you get a little, you know what I'm saying, interesting in Jesus' name. And so I just started <laughs> doing that, and it helps me. <laughs> I can't always get quiet, but even in the moment, I can sometimes say when I see that thing pop off, I'm like, okay, that's right. You know, it kind of brings me, it snaps me out of my own thoughts for a second, and it makes me think about something. And so sometimes I might um, think about a verse, or like sometimes I'll run to the bathroom, so turn lunchtime, like, okay, Jesus, we're almost there. You know, or at night, it, it just, it calms me, it changes my, I've noticed it changes my behavior, because I'm on autopilot, and sometimes tired. And so I'm still working on getting the quiet time and getting up early or something like that. And it's great because I believe you should start your day because I do have a morning one. It's just not at five. But you know what I'm saying? So I think for me, I just started setting reminders. Talk to God so I can just start doing it. I think that's so good that you say that. And you kind of touched on a scripture that was hitting with me was the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. It kind of mm-hmm. makes you realize that prayer is a discipline. And mm-hmm. I think for me, you know, sometimes or when, when I find myself, um, when I find myself having difficult seasons and I'm not praying as often, it's typically because I'm so focused on my emotions or, you know, what's going on externally in my life. And it's prayer is a discipline. What's helped me during this month of, of focusing on prayer is I've really started diving back into journaling. Mm-hmm. Writing has always been something that's, like, very therapeutic for me. Like, I would just um, go to a space by myself, whether it's like the park or the beach, and like take my headphones and a journal and just like write. And that for me is such an an emotional release. And I have been connecting with God on such a deeper level through journaling the past couple of weeks. Um, And God laid it on my heart probably about almost 10 days ago that I needed to start being really intentional in my prayers for my husband. And so um, I bought a, a prayer journal specifically for my husband, and then I have a prayer journal just for myself. And, you know, I've been, I, I have been, definitely the Lord has been showing me to stay disciplined in this journaling because he's been showing me so many awesome things through being consistent at journaling. And um, you, you were talking about how, you know, you have to build that muscle and develop the discipline. And, and he, he definitely has met me there. And I, I remember one night I started journaling, uh, one night last week, and I was, I was journaling, and I started reading in my prayer time. And, like, I looked at the clock, and it was 1 o'clock in the morning. And, like, I, I went into my prayer time. It was, like, 1130. It was pretty late. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, set aside 30 minutes because I, I really need to go to bed. And God was just giving me so many things to journal about and to talk to him about. It was 1 a.m. when I came out, and I was just like, okay, like, for real, God, I have to go to sleep now. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, journaling has definitely um, been something that he's been trying to build my discipline in. And then, like, in the mornings, I pray out loud. In my quiet time, I pray out loud. Typically, it's in the car. Um, when I'm by myself, I pray out loud. And it, but in the evenings, like every single night, he's given me something to journal about. Um, and I, I like journaling at the end of the day 
because it also gives me an opportunity to reflect on how God moved throughout the day. And I get the opportunity to, like, write those things down because, let's admit, like, there are times when God will give us something and then we'll we'll get through that one thing and then something similar will come up again and then it's like we forget what God gave us before to get through that. And so, like, journaling is a really cool way to document those things that he's giving you so that you can always use that as a point of reference to go back to, you know, um, what he showed you before. All right, well, we kind of hit on consistency and intentionality kind of all in one. So now my question is authenticity before God. And I really, really wanted to touch on this because one of the things that I find is that when a lot of people that I've talked to and um, a lot of connections I've made, a lot of times people are like, I don't know how to pray or when I pray, you know, things don't change, things don't, you know, nothing happens. There's no shift. There's no there's no, you know, kind of like Aladina talked about, there's no immediate um, transformation in my prayer. Am I doing it right and things like that? And one of the things that I wanted to ask you ladies is about authenticity. How do you continue your prayer life when things don't go the way you prayed? When, when you know, you prayed for something and you are like, you know, you're using all those things that people talk about. Like, I'm speaking the scriptures and I'm praying and I'm doing all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, the worst still has happened. Did I do something wrong? You know, what's going on? How, how do you deal with those emotions and still be authentic before God? Is that something that you have, have ease with or is it something that you struggle with as well? Mm-hmm. What are you all thoughts? I struggle with this hard. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, backstory, September 1st, 2011, my brother died of a drug overdose. Um, yeah. After that, I completely turned my back on God, and I did not find him until last year. Um, so that's, like, almost six years' worth of just completely. And I'm not just saying, like, I didn't just turn my back. Like, the words that came out of my mouth, like, I look back now, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's a good thing that he's God because if I was him and I found out that someone was talking about me that way, I would be like, no, you just, you can't come back. Um, Mm. But thankfully, (laughs) that's not how he rolls. Um, The hardest part for me, I think, and especially as a a newer believer, is getting it in my head that every, I, I hate the phrase, everything happens for a reason, but it's true. Um, It's all part of his plan. And I think people forget that there's a difference between um, Jesus doing something intentionally and us making decisions for ourselves that have negative consequences. Um, Like my brother, for instance, I, I don't believe that, you know, God didn't just take him. You know, I look back at it now and it's like, okay, that wasn't God. That was his personal decisions that put him where he was. And that kind of puts me at ease with it and makes it to where I'm like, okay. Um, and I try to focus on instead of the negative, instead of saying, you know, I don't understand why you took him from me, I'm saying I'm grateful for the years that I had. Mm. And that's kind of when the mindset comes into play of what you want to focus on. Do you want to focus on the negative or do you want to focus on the positive? Um, a friend of mine two weeks ago lost his dad suddenly in a heart attack, like he had a heart attack in his sleep. Um, 
and I mean, my friend's 35, so his dad was in his late 50s, so he was young. And even he, he's a believer as well, and he's choosing to focus on, you know, instead of saying, I don't understand, I don't understand why this is happening, he's saying, I thank God for the years that I had with my dad because some people aren't lucky enough to even get that. Um, so when bad things happen to me, that's what I do. I change the way that I think about it. And that helps me in my prayer life because instead of blaming God for things that are going on, I'm thanking him for the blessings that he's given me. Um, because the blessings that I have, some people don't have. You know, some people don't have a roof over their head. Some people don't have two beautiful children. You know, some people try for years and can't have kids. You know, so that's what I do. I I choose to focus on what he's given me versus what I've lost. And they always outweigh each other. There's always more blessing than there are downfalls. Amen. Amen. That's good. I think for me to, like, piggyback off of that, I take, when I, when something happens and I could go either way, I could say, why is this happening? or I could dive deeper into prayer, I take a look at the past and, like, the times that I did say, why is this happening, and maybe I've turned my back on God, and I ask myself, well, how did that turn out for you? And 10 times out of 10, it didn't turn out very well. So, you know, that helps keep my perspective in check, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you've dealt with X, Y, and Z, and it's been hard, and you tried to do it on your own, and it didn't work, but then the minute you let God come in, everything fell into place. And I can look back on those situations now and see how um, the minute, you know, I let him into my heart and I, I experienced that salvation, how everything just shifted. So for me, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with what Ladina and Andrea have both said. It definitely is like a mind shift that, that there's like a, a change that has to happen in your brain and I think, Denise, you referenced it on an episode um, last week. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember. I don't, don't want to misquote you. But I remember you saying something to the effect of, you know, God is good and God is good to me. And standing on that truth that no matter if all H-E double hockey sticks is breaking loose around you and you're praying and you're on your knees and you're fighting and you're engaged in spiritual warfare and you're doing all these things, like still standing on the truth that God is good and God is good to me. And um, there's a scripture, too, that I, I often, often stand on when, um, you know, things that I'm praying about don't always go the way that I want them to go. And um, that scripture is uh, Romans 8.28, for we know all things work together for the good of those who love him. And I have to remind myself, like, you, you love God, right? Yeah, yes, I love God with every fiber of my existence. Like, he is who I am. I, I, I love God. I love Jesus with every fiber of my being. And Romans 8.28 is just a scripture that I hide really close to my heart when things are kind of going crazy. And it's like, okay, you, you, maybe I can't see the good in this situation right now, but I know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you did a great job. I was listening to you all, and I was thinking of being truthful with myself because, to be honest, for so long in my life, I've always tried to say the answers that 
people expect or that makes sense. So much stuff that I fooled myself for so long that I'm actually now having to teach myself to be honest with God. And if I had to be honest about the question, I have to be I think it, I know for a fact when I look back at situations I've gone through, like I've gotten knocked off my feet a little bit by some things, and I believe, Ladina, Andrea, y'all forgive me because I can't tell your voices apart right now. But one of you beautiful <laughs> ladies said it. <laughs> you talked about the fact, and I think you both kind of touched on it actually, that, you know, you have that moment where you're set back and you're like, God, I can't even, you know, I can't even like catch my breath or even like talk to you about this right now because you kind of, in a sense, until we understand who he is, you feel betrayed. You're like, how could you not let this situation play out the way I thought it was supposed to play out? You know, and I find mm-hmm. myself there, and I've found myself there in the past. But the thing he's been showing me lately very clearly, and it happened to me recently because things didn't go a certain way I thought it was supposed to go, you know, in my marriage. And, and um, I had one thought, and God, you know, things just happen differently. And sometimes, like you said, sometimes things happen not because God can't intervene. He can. He can. But sometimes there are choices, and we've got to trust that he's got something. And he, he has it. And what he showed me was even in the places where you feel you're the most alone, even in the places where you feel you thought I should have, could have stepped in, I will never not do anything for your good mm-hmm. or the good of those around you. Because, you know, sometimes I might have to, you know, have you ever played um, with the Rubik's Cube? I still can't figure it out. But you know how sometimes you got to make it look weird before you get them all to line up the right way? Because if you don't turn it wrong, you got to have one perfect side, so um, perfect side, but you got to kind of move it a little bit because if you don't, you're not going to line the whole thing up. Yeah, You know, I still can't get it. But um, <laughs> it's kind of like that when he was showing me. You know, he's like, it's cool. Like, I'm telling y'all, we on football and Rubik's Cube. Y'all better rock with these space mamas tonight. Um, but th- that's kind of what God was showing me. It's just like every day that I got to move something, it's not going to look right to you. But what he showed me is that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing your hurt. I'm hearing you can cry every night, and it's okay because I'm right here. And I will be right here until you get yourself together. And it's kind of like that um, parable of the prodigal son where it says the father saw the, the son that went away. He saw him coming, and he ran to him before he even approached him. He didn't even get mm-hmm. close enough. And I believe that's how God is with us. Like, he knows. Look, I know life has hurt you. I know you took some blows. I know you don't understand why, but he's showing me I'm already coming your way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm already coming your way before you even turn, your, turn around to come toward me. I'm already there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing he wants us to know. He's already there, even when it looks crazy. Amen to that. Amen. We definitely want to um, keep having this conversation with you. And um, next week we actually have an opportunity to speak with um, a, a mom, a, a faith mama um, that has been praying for her children that are now adults that now have children of their own. Um, she had some strategies that really – she utilized to discipline herself as she prayed as a mom of young children to um, teenage children to adult children. One of her children just happens to be my husband, and I think she did a bang-up job praying for him. <laughs> so I'm excited um, to be able to talk to her next week, so make sure you tune in. Um, Andrea and Medina, thank you so much for joining this conversation. I pray that it was as exciting for you as it was for us. Thank you so much to all of our sponsors and patrons for tuning in to this episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. And a special shout-out to Chelsea Kiraz, Steve Young, and Lisa Diggs, who have committed to being monthly sponsors of the Faith Mama podcast. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, find out more information on our website at www.faithmamas.com 
slash sponsor. And you can find out more information on how you can give, support the ministry, and support moms across the globe. And don't forget to join the hundreds of moms in over eight countries across the world and download the Faith Mamas app. It's free, and it's available on Google Play and on the iTunes Store. Get access to this podcast as well as devotionals, the virtual village, and the Faith Mamas radio station right at your fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Amen. We're going to go ahead and pray out. We pray that you enjoy today's podcast and that you will jump into the virtual village and join the conversation and tune back in next Monday as we continue our topic on prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much for today, Lord God. We are just in the place of awe of you, Lord God, as we continue to learn more and more about you, Lord. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. We are just so grateful for what you're doing and how you're moving and how you're shifting and transforming our lives, and we are just grateful for you, God. And, Lord God, we just want to say thank you. We really just want to thank you, Lord God, and and ask you to continue to lead and guide our lives in Jesus' name. And right now, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, man, you know, this is awesome and I feel a tug on my heart to know Jesus, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me and start your relationship with him today. Lord Jesus, I believe that you came from heaven to earth, died on a cross, and rose from the grave with all power for me and for my sins. So, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and save me. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer today and you want to jump into the virtual village and get more information on, okay, where do I go from here? You know, how do I uh, begin to develop this relationship with Christ? Please jump in. And you can, you can reach out to myself. You can reach out to Janice. You can reach out to Andrea. You can reach out to Levina. Anybody in the group um, um, that you see just constantly communicating and things like that, just to ask them, you know, I pray this prayer. Where do I go from here? Lord God, we just thank you again for everything that you're doing, and I thank you for the lives that have accepted you today. And I just ask, Lord God, that you will continue to walk with each and every one of us and transform each and every one of us and begin to to just show us how to love like you love. And we're so grateful and thankful for you and for the example of Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.